Welcome to the last weekly Best of Trailer Talk November release special, featuring some of our favorite trailer reviews of films hitting theaters this fall, including Chadwick Boseman's action thriller 21 Bridges. Should you pay the toll to see the Prince of Wakanda play a Brooklyn cop? Or is a Black Panther in NYC a bridge too far? Robert De Niro's crime drama, The Irishman. Should you ride with this former taxi driver or call an Uber? Stephen King's horror thriller, Dr. Sleep. Should this shining sequel be buried with Cujo in the Pet Cemetery? Kristen Stewart's Charlie's Angels reboot. Are these angels heaven sent or the angels of movie franchise death? And psychological thriller, The Good Liar. Is this film starring Academy Award winner Helen Mirren and Oscar nominee Ian McKellen too good to be true or not too good? The coming attraction action starts now. I'm Kevin Williams, I'm Ke- and I'll be trailer talking with my incredible co-host, Anthony Tone Show Nunez. Kevin. And Sherry Nova. Trailer talk! <laughs> <laughs> So, Kevin, can you please explain to our listeners how our rating review system works? All right, Tone. It is incredibly complicated, but I'll try to break it down for you. So, if a movie trailer did its job, making you want to actually put on pants and leave your house and pay your hard-earned dollars to see this movie in a movie theater, then you do just that. Give the trailer a movie theater. But if the trailer is just kind of okay and you might check it out one day on a streaming service, then you give that trailer a Netflix. But if that trailer was so crappy and it took three minutes of your life you can never get back, then you give that movie trailer a kill. Trailer Trailer talk. Our next trailer is an upcoming thriller starring Chadwick Boseman who got you guys know as Black Panther, um, directed by Brian Kirk. It's produced by the Russo brothers, who just made up two billy. That's two billion with a B for Disney. It's called 21 Bridges. Kevin, what's the synopsis? All right. A disgraced detective in NYPD is given a shot at redemption. Okay. I'm first. Go ahead, Sherry. Sweet. Okay. I didn't watch it and be like, hey, Black Panther, Black Panther, like everybody else. I just let it be its own trailer with um, the guy being his own new character. Um, I really, really loved the trailer. I was kind of sucked in right away. I don't remember specifically what sucked me in, but when he was like, close down the bridges, close the, you know, cl- the rivers, close them. Da, 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 da. I was like, oh, Like it made me feel like those old old action movies, like a real old action movie, like with Bruce Bruce Willis. What was the, what was that series he had? Uh, that die was, Hard. Yeah, like it was like a, that Die Hard feeling when Die Hard first came out, and you were like, "Oh, that's how I felt." So I would go to the theater to watch that. I would put some skirts on. I put one skirt on. <laughs> one skirt on. <laughs> no, no, it, like it gave me that real. I don't know. I don't know. I have this weird point of view. I feel like movies aren't made the way that they used to be made, and mm-hmm. I don't. I can't explain it. But I feel like things are made in kind of like a cheesy, kind of glossy, cheap way, and like they're not real. And like I feel like a lot of um, movie stars don't have that real movie star feel to them anymore. I don't know. But like watching that trailer gave me like that 
old school, real action movie feeling like when I first watched Die Hard. I don't know how to explain it. I agree. Mm. Okay, yeah. Uh, I, okay, I, I I definitely agree with you, Sherry, because uh, the 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 name when I re- first read the name Twenty One Bridges, I was like, what does that mean? So apparently, what happens in the trailer is uh, several, like I think, eight different cops are killed, uh, like in a slaughter, and so they're trying to catch these guys that uh, murder these cops. It's uh, two guys they're looking for, so they try to and, uh, on one night, and they try to shut down Manhattan and keep them trapped in Manhattan and track these guys down. And so there's 21 bridges in and out of off the island of Manhattan. They're shutting those bridges down. They're closing every tunnel. They're closing rivers. I don't know how they're closing waterways there, but they're doing it all in an effort to get these cop killers. And one of the things that was really sucked me in was uh, this woman, this one woman says in the trailer shows, they told me you were fearless. A guy who kills cop killers and sees his dad in every cop who dies. Because Chad, we see a young Chadwick Boseman at the funeral of his father, who was a cop who was killed. And so now he's taking out vengeance for his dead cop, I mean, his dead father, by going after the killers of these other dead cops. I agree. It feels like an old school action movie. I have to admit. As I was watching, I was just thinking, like, um, is it just me or should Denzel Washington have been starring in this movie 20 years ago mm. or, or or 15 years ago with the right lighting? But anyway, um, it, it had that kind of Denzel Washington vibe for it. Uh, uh, like Sherry, I am all about it. It feels super action-y. Um, might I put pants on to go see it? Maybe I put on shorts, not like booty shorts like Sherry likes to wear, but um, <laughs> but a respectable length short uh, to the knee, tasteful. Anyway, um, so I definitely will be seeing this movie. I'm not sure if I'm going to see it on Netflix or in a theater, so I will err on the side of caution, the pantsless caution, and I will say Netflix. But it is an enthusiastic Netflix, and I am looking forward to this movie. What a downgrade. What about... What about you, Tone? I'm completely on board for this one. I think I said it on the head, Sherry. That scene, what he says about closing the bridges and closing the tunnels that flooded in blue. I was like, oh, yeah. I was so excited. Also, this is, this is, this is really Oh, cool. you know what I mean? Oh, no, it reminded me of The Fugitive. Remember The Fugitive? Oh, yeah. Fugitive. Fugitive. All, all those old movies. Like, Sherry just hit it on the head with this. I felt the same way. Like, this feels like an old action blockbuster. Um, I really love how the shots of New York City, like you see all these shots, all these pans of New York City. It feels like the city's definitely a character here. And I, just, being a New Yorker, I just really love um, seeing New York City at night. And those shots that were showing, like, just drew me in. I love for the fact from the beginning, we knew that this guy's motivation was, you know, his his father was taken away from him. And now he's going to make it right for other people. It, it, they really stack the story on their end. This is how you really stack a movie and how you get people interested in a character. I thought everything was great. And and halfway, I, I, when I first saw it, I'm like, oh, you know, Black Panther's in this, Chadwick Boseman, which is which is actually a big compliment um, from that I'm giving. Um, not a lot of people feel like, oh, we, you're you're you're, you're um, not allowing the actor to be other things. I'm like, no, I think he did great as Black Panther, and I loved him in that. But halfway through the trailer, I was thinking that Zell also. So I share me our one mind on this one. And it is the Russo brothers who are producing this. So I, I have my definitely my um I'm looking forward to this and I and I definitely think that this is something that I actually might go to the theater to see. So if I can get a babysitter, it's movie theater for me for me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right, we all love this trailer. The trailer was great. Trailer, trailer talk. talk. Trailer talk. 
All right, so tell them, what's our next victim? All righty, next on the victim list is The Irishman. The Irishman is an upcoming biographical crime film directed by Martin Scorsese. It stars Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, and Joe Pesci. It's set to premiere on Netflix later this year, 2019. Kevin, please share the synopsis for The Irishman with our listeners. Now in his old age, World War II veteran and former mafia hitman Frank Sheeran reflects on the moments that defined his mob career, especially his role in the 1975 disappearance and murder of Jimmy Hoffa. So what did you guys think of The Irishman? Okay, so if you put Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, and Joe Pesci in a movie, it feels like you kind of have to go see it like a rule or a law because, like, <laughs> they're so freaking awesome. And, like, how often are they in movies together? Like, ever? And Joe Pesci, when's the last time he did anything? I might be out of the loop. This is so freaking have, awesome. No, no, I actually think Jeff uh, Joe Pesci left retirement. He had retired from films, but they, they, they just like the mob, you think you're out when they pull you back. <laughs> back in. Okay, well, um, I, I, I love all of them. So seeing them all on the screen was like, uh, I don't know, it felt like I was in like an alternate reality or something. Um, the movie looks very suspenseful and gripping. And also it's on Netflix, Go Netflix. Also, how much did you pay for that? Okay, so you <laughs> you guys want to know whether I want to see this at the theater when Netflix releases it at the theater, right? Or just on Netflix. Um, I am going to definitely watch this on Netflix, but this is a put the kids to bed type Netflix, get the wine type Netflix, get some popcorn type Netflix, make my boyfriend make a delicious dinner type Netflix, turn the lights down low type Netflix, and nobody talk type netflix whoa <laughs> oh my god that that is a new kind of review I <laughs> what did you think tone wow um i i agree with, with with sherry on so many points there should be a rule that if these three actors form voltron you got to go watch it um i yeah. looked it up um i don't think joe pesci had had ever um worked with Al Pacino, so so I went I went online. I was doing some googling. And I could not find the movie with Al Pacino, Joe Pesci, and Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro and um Al Pacino did work together in um The Godfather Part Two, um, right. Righteous Kill, and Heat. And um, Marcus Martin Scorsese has collaborated numerous times with Robert De Niro. Um, the last one was Casino, um, nineteen ninety five. But Robert didn't. I'm sorry, but Joe um Al Pacino has never worked with Martin Scorsese, so. There's so many cool things um, happen, happening in this movie. And the trailer, like, really sucked me in. When I heard that Joe Pesci had come out of retirement just before this one, there's two actors who I really want to, like, to, to leave retirement. It's Joe Pesci and Gene Hackman. Like, I really miss Gene Hackman. Like, he's off golfing somewhere, but really great actor as well. So when I turned this on, the trailer from the beginning, it just hooked me. I really liked how they played it to our auditory senses. Like, you heard the ringing of the phone. And then you heard that Joe Pesci signature voice. Yeah, come on, guy. So you got Joe <laughs> Pesci right there. And, he, and his voice just sucks you in. And then you hear Robert De Niro and Al Pacino. And those three voices and the way that they use the score, like the woo, I don't know where that came from, but it just kept growing and they go woo. And it just kept growing more and more and more. And I say, you know, like it showed you just enough to tell you what the story's about. 
And then like it, it then it pulled it all back and said, Nope, you gotta watch the movie. It was masterful. It was masterful. This trailer had great pacing, it had um great visuals, and also it gave you enough to, to just get you salivating. And I'm I'm so excited to see Al Pacino Robert Dino. I'm not sure if you guys remember when he came out, but it was like a it, it was like a groundswell, like all the critics were just like Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Heat. Like it was like ah, and this and Val Kilmer was, was still a, a thing then. Val Kilmer was still running on all cylinders, so it was so incredible. Those the, and Heat for uh, for those who watched it, remember those. There was just a few moments where Al Pacino sat across from Robert De Niro, and those moments are movie magic. Now, some people obviously are not great fans of Heat. Um, it's another polarizing movie. But though, no one can no one can deny that Robert De Niro sitting across from Al Pacino, those those that scene in that movie that they're not true movie magic. So I'm looking forward to so many more movies, so many more moments like that from this one. And the fact that Joe Pesci's here, I looked it up. The budget for the movie, they think it's somewhere north of 150 million. Some people put it even at 200 million dollars. So Netflix is definitely taking all our increased subscriber money and putting it to work here. And I'm so happy they did. I'm so happy they did. Um, this is a movie that if it um if it wasn't on Netflix, I would go to the I would be a movie theater. It's it's definitely a Netflix for me. But I would actually maybe go to the movie theater because how many more movies do we have with, with Martin Scorsese, Al Pacino, Robert Dinner, and Joe Pesci? So put this one on your calendar, folks. Kevin? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, let's see. You're right about you, – you, you actually will get a chance to go see this in a movie theater if you choose to because it's going to be released – a limited release – uh, on both coast uh, for Oscar to make it for Oscar consideration. So it's going to be released, uh, I believe, in late fall in New York in a couple of theaters and in a couple of theaters uh, here in Los Angeles. So if you really want to go, you might be able to go to a theater and check it out if you're on either coast uh, during the fall. Um, for me, I want to say one of the things that uh, that I at the beginning of uh, or in the middle of the trailer that was interesting was uh, a character. Uh, says okay, but well, first of all, in any if, if you're in a mob movie uh, and somebody says, "I know things that they don't know," I know people <laughs> are going to die. Uh, if if you're in a movie directed by Martin Scorsese, people are going to die. A lot of them. This movie was the trailer was absolutely gorgeous. It was like it looked like it was in higher than high definition. I don't know what kind of definition it was in, but there's a slow motion sequence when some of course someone's getting shot in a crowd of people in slow motion and I felt like I could reach into that scene. I mm -hmm. felt like I need, mm -hmm. I needed to, I actually ducked like wait a minute look out <laughs> they're shooting at us. It it was incredible and there's a scene where a little girl in pajamas asked her daddy De Niro, where are you going in the middle of the night? And he just gruffly says, to work. I'm like, oh, and yeah. again, people are going to die. So yep. uh, we also have to talk about the de-aging CGI technology used oh, on yeah. the characters and on Robert De Niro in, in, in particular. It was absolutely spooky. They, they took off 40 years off of Robert De Niro. And yeah, that was cool. It, it looked good. It absolutely looked good. And can Seamless. I get a hold, can I get a hold of that technology for my high school reunion? Is there can we access that in some way? Because he looked amazing. Amazing. So I'm not gonna even play around. I am all about this. Like what you said about heat. 
even if people, how people are there's yes you're right heat is a polarizing film but there is no denying when they have that scene together these are movie stars it was electric i felt mm -hmm. the electricity again in fact when i watch this movie don't, I'm not going to be holding anything wet because I will be electrocuted <laughs> oh, by all of that. Oh, my gosh. By all the electricity on screen. So, like Sherry said, this is a, this is a special special kind of thing. I'm going to actually – this is a spaghetti and w a red wine kind of movie-watching yes! experience. Yes! Let's do, do this right. You make the garlic bread. Have spaghetti, have the red wine, and just enjoy and get sucked into the world of the mob, old school mob style. Cannot wait. This is a definitely uh, a tune in for me. Thank you for setting the menu, Kevin. Oh my God. Yeah, you got, okay, okay. Oh, there's only, okay, I'll give you an alternative. You don't want to do spaghetti, you can do lasagna. But those are no, the only spaghetti. two Spaghetti or lasagna, <laughs> those are your only two options to watch this movie. Yeah, say yeah, the popcorn. Pizza. For, say the uh, no. It needs to, no. It needs to, no. Pizza can be with any with a movie. fork. I eat it with a fork. This deserves this. No, this deserves only the finest pasta. Abundanza tone. Abundanza. Absolutely, absolutely, no question. Kevin, let me just add on to what you just said about the de aging. Like we saw incredible de aging. Um, that's the, fir the first time that I really saw it and it was just pristine and through the whole movie was in um, Captain Marvel what they did with um, Samuel Jackson's face oh my god it, it was amazing and seeing it here it's at the point now where I, it, it, was so, it was done so well that when you said it I, I, I thought back and I'm like you're right the complete, I didn't even notice it it was seamless like it, it was done so well so well well the good news about this de-aging technology means I still think that we have hopes of a Sex and the City 3 so I'm looking forward oh to it. Oh my god! <laughs> wow. That was savage. Okay. That was savage. Trailer, Trailer talk. talk. Trailer talk. All right. So what's the next movie tone? Trailer for Doctor Sleep. It's based on a 2013 Stephen King horror novel, which is a sequel to Stephen King's 1977 novel, The Shining which is what Stanley Kubrick directed his classic of the same name was based on. Um, the film stars Ian McGregor, Rebecca Ferguson, as directed and is directed by Mike Flanagan. Uh, Mike Flanagan is off a huge win with his Haunting on Hill House, uh, which is on Netflix right now. And uh, it opens on November 8th, the movie. Um, so what's the synopsis, Kevin? Okay, years following the events of The Shining, uh, a now-adult Dan Torrance meets a young girl with similar powers as his and tries to protect her from a cult known as the True Knot, uh, who preys on children with powers to remain immortal. Damn. Spooky. <laughs> All right, so what did you guys think of the trailer? So I didn't know there was a sequel to this movie, and I didn't know it was a book. I'm not really a reader. I'm more of a listener. <laughs> Thanks, Audible. Um, shout out, Audible. Um, not paid, not sponsored. Um, I am so freaking excited to see this movie, even though The Shining really freaked me out and scared me beyond belief. I am so excited as an adult who can handle it now okay um to watch it one not be really freaked out and scared and like have nightmares to prove it to myself that i can do that and two it just looks really really good it looks really exciting and i'm not really sure if it 
looks as scary as the original, but I really want to be impressed and I really do want to be scared. So I'm really freaking excited. For me, it is a put on put on a skirt and make sure my top isn't too revealing because I don't want to get kicked out. And uh, yeah, enjoy the movie. Here's Sherry. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> what about you, Tone? Um, I have mixed feelings on this one. Um, I enjoyed the trailer. I thought the trailer. I thought the trailer was good. Um, the one thing that I I found a, a little uh, out of place would say was that. I thought the trailer had too many shots of The Shining in it. And one would say, oh, Tone, this is a sequel. Of course, there are shots of The Shining. But we have to understand that The Shining um, came out in 1980. And it was a completely different time for film. We're talking about pre-digital. And one of the things that makes The Shining and, in my opinion, Ghostbusters um, great horror movies and Ghostbusters um, supernatural comedy is that back then there was no digital, um, there was no color correction. So everything was basically you shot it and you had to then you had to create the atmosphere by using sound, um, editing, um, set dressing, um, you know, all, all these elements of filmmaking. So The Shining looks a certain way. And I feel like uh, doing a movie today, which is going to be the follow up to The Shining. And then uh, the, obviously from the trailer, we can see there's a lot of shots that call back to the original movie. I feel like it, 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 it should be more of its own thing. It should just build on it. And not try to basically explain away things from the first movie. So watching the trailer, I was kind of concerned that movies look so different today. And the trailer itself looks so different than the actual footage, I would say, than The Shining. Um, that I, I hope it doesn't, the movie doesn't rely too much on The Shining and it tries to do its own thing. And I feel like any movie that um, tries to build on such a uh, such a classic, for example, like Stanley Kubrick's classic, like here, um, should try to be its own independent movie. But if someone is going to do it, I really think Mike Flanagan is the person to do it. Uh, Haunting on Hill House, I thought it was great. I was I was really hooked to this show, and I'm looking forward to season two. So I'm definitely in for it, and um, I might actually go to the movie theater for this one. Okay, okay. Well, one thing I want to say is um, I'm not sure. Uh, when it comes to what you were saying about the shots, I think that that uh, Dan Torrance ends up going back to the hotel, uh, the Overlook, uh, in this particular movie. It looks like he ends up having to go back there. Either he goes back there or he gets teleported there because there's this whole scene where a room flips in his house, like the attic, and he gets pushed into this chalkboard and i think that he could because we actually see him look through the iconic door hole that his father put in the door with the uh the uh with the axe so i believe that he actually is roaming the halls of the overlook in the story so i think that the director is is basically has to do what the stephen king story does so if stephen king's story goes back to the overlook then he's forced to basically give us footage of the overlook um i will say that i knew that this was a book because i actually downloaded the book from audibles it is a friggin tome it was so long i literally never got into the book just the introduction <laughs> i mean what i mean by it is just the introductions there were introductions uh to the book that went on for days of listening, I'm like, I'm not even at the book yet. I'm in the introduction still. So, wow. so I gave up on it. But I'm so glad they made it into a movie because I was intrigued by the introduction and what the story was and what this cult is and how they're praying. Oh, my God. There is a little girl in the woods and we see these people gathering around her. Things do not look good for that little girl. I am, <laughs> I am so worried about her. Um, so, so get an Amber Alert because she's not coming home, you guys. 
Anyway, mm-hmm. and then um, there's another part of the of the trailer that I I want to remark on. When this other little girl says, you're magic like me, uh, to Dan Torrance, and he tells her, I don't know about magic. I always called it The Shining. It gave me chills. It was like, oh, my God. Yeah. It's going to be so good. Um, uh, And like I said before, that scene when the room turns around, when he's in his, like, attic or whatever, and the room turns and he gets propelled through the wall. I, I think he, he ends up in the Overlook is where, where he's taken to. I think it's going to be incredible. Can't wait. Uh, anyway, I'm, I'm sign me up. I'm giving this a definite movie theater. And you know what? I'm actually going to wear pants too. And by Ooh. the way, I love the I love the the fact that they're using the same sound effects like that that the eerie tone from the original Shining at the beginning of the trailer. So that definitely set us up for where we're going to. Uh, I do mm-hmm. have one question for you guys. Um, being that the original was a 1980s film, I I I purpose I was surprised that it, which is another Stephen King uh, a movie, a novel turned movie, um, was able to garner the the box office success that it did. Being that it is from the 80s, and you would think that a lot of millennials would probably not seen it. Um, uh, but this is a movie from the from 1980s. Do you think that um calling back to the original movie is gonna be a, is gonna be successful? Or do you think this is mostly an older audience is gonna see this? Hmm, that's a great question. Okay. Okay. I feel like it's good. <laughs> go ahead, Kevin. No, no, you can go. I wasn't like you said. You just paused like you were going to say anything. Like, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I feel like it's going to bridge the gap because of the older audience. Like, I know about it because I was alive, and my daughter's going to watch it because I'm going to be watching it. And I feel like the older generation is going to bridge the gap for the un- the younger generation. Also, I, I agree with you, Sherry, and I also think that there are some things that kind of go that 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 transcend beyond generation, and I think The Shining is one of those things. Um, coincidentally, one of it is because a lot of millennials grew up watching Friends in reruns, mm-hmm. and there is a whole thing about The Shining in Friends uh, when <laughs> when Joey is afraid of the book and they put it in the freezer. <laughs> so he can calm down. It's in the freezer. It can't hurt you. It can't hurt you. So I think a lot. Of, so a lot of, of that. And then I think also when it comes to the movie, the movie has played so many times on things like TNT and TBS, those kinds of channels that I think a lot of uh, millennials and even some Gen Zers have probably seen it. Or if they haven't seen it, they've heard of it. Some of those things are iconic. Like here's Johnny. Um, are they're so iconic that even if they don't know exactly what it's from, they know the red rom, they know it. All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Exactly. Those kinds of things. <laughs> oh, also, The Simpsons, it's been parodied so many times. The Simpsons parodied, parodied, uh, parodied it. So um, I, I think that, that it's enough knowledge about there about The Shining that there's going to be people of all ages going to see this sequel. And I also think that it's going to get so much. Um, attention that people who haven't heard about it are going to go back and like watch the original just so that they can watch it or they'll watch the new one and then go back and watch the original. I just feel like it's really, really big and it's, it's going to weave its way into the new generation. Ooh, very well said. Get your, get your bootstraps ready because if you thought the audiobook was long, the, the Shining is a long movie. You have to take a pee pee break in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> Trailer talk. Trailer talk. Our next movie 
is Charlie's Angels. It's an action comedy directed by Elizabeth Banks. It's the third Charlie's Angels film, but it's a standalone movie. This is not a direct sequel to anything that you've seen before, but it does share the same name as a TV show that it's based on. The film stars Kristen um, Stewart, Naomi Scott, Ella Balanska Banks, uh, Digimon Hosu, Noah Centillo, Sam Claflin, and Patrick Stewart. It'll be released November 15, 2019. Uh, Kevin, share the synopsis. All right. A reboot of the 2000 action comedy based on the 1970s television series. A new generation of private detectives working for a mysterious Charlie. okay i'm done i'm sorry that's pretty much it so what did you guys think of the trailer well (laughs) okay share go ahead okay so um i'm not a fan of charlie's angels i'm not even gonna lie to you guys but what i will say is it is very up-to-date it is beautiful to look at it's gorgeous everyone is beautiful all the actors are beautiful there's Kristen stewart Wow. But the only thing that actually got me excited, I don't know if I'm biased, but the only thing that got me excited in in the whole trailer, which you guys probably could guess, is seeing Patrick Stewart, which actually somehow felt out of place. It's like, what are you doing in Charlie's Angels? Okay, action's kick-ass, the music's kick-ass, everything's amazing, but I'm just not a fan. So I am... I'm going to be tuning out Charlie's Angels unless someone forces me to watch it. So you're going to kill it? No, I'm going to natural cause it death. <laughs> okay, it's still a murder. Okay, okay. all right. <laughs> so, um, so tell what did you think of Charlie's Angels? Well, well, what, what do, where, do, where do I get started with this one? Um, I don't know who this trailer was for. I, I honestly don't know if it was for the female gaze. Was it for the male gaze? This is probably going to sound horrible, but I feel like I was just watching like a music video with Barbies with guns. It didn't feel like there was any substance to it. And, and I'm fine with that. I'm fine with a movie that doesn't have substance. Like a Fast and Furious, Transformers, they know what they are. They embrace it. I appreciate it for it. And, and we can move along. But but this right here, I thought there was like there was no feeling. There was no heart to it. The music, I thought was a great disservice to this trailer. Just like the trailer before, the music was not working for me. At the end, when I saw they said, oh, Ariana Grande, Miley Cyrus, and Lana Del Rey, I'm like, oh, God. Um, so it was def- definitely not a fan. I- I'm not going to say I was a fan of any of the prior Charlie's Angels movies, but I will give them credit. They felt honest. Um, they weren't kidding for what they were doing. You, you felt like everybody in the movie kind of knew what type of movie they were doing. Um, so this trailer, not so much. So even though I appreciated the other movies for what they were, and I knew that they had a fan base and they were going for that, which wasn't me, and I'm cool with that, I feel like this movie just didn't know what its fan base was. Are you trying to get men to jump on board with this? Are you trying to like push more my like woman power? I don't know what it was about. And before somebody says, "Oh, Tony, you're just hating on females," or 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 you know, you're trying to stop this movie, I was a, a huge fan of Captain Marvel. Huge fan of Wonder Woman, uh, Ocean's Ultra, which was later renamed to Ocean's Eight. Um, Sandra Bullock and company they kicked butt, and it was because it was a movie that just happened to have women who who were doing a, a st- uh, some type of like robbery. This right here, that doesn't know what it wants to be. So I'm definitely killing this one. I agree with everything that you said, even though I wouldn't have had the words to say it. I don't know, Tom. I'm just why do you hate women so much, though? That's my question. <laughs> 
I just feel bad. I just feel so bad for your little daughter that you named after a mysterious character. So I oh don't know. Goodness. It's just very disturbing to me. All right. So I, I think it's a really bad sign for a movie uh, trailer when they have to tell you like, oh, guess who's on the soundtrack, you guys? Ariana Grande. It's like, wait, that, <laughs> is, is there anybody who goes to see a movie based on which artists are going to be on the soundtrack? Even somebody I like, I'm not going to like, ooh, they're on the soundtrack. Then I'm going to go, then buy the soundtrack. That's not going to make, make me go see the movie. That's what's so, yeah. I, that was one of the stupidest things I've ever seen. Um, honestly, I'm not a huge fan of Kristen Stewart. And by not a huge fan, I mean I dislike her intensely. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, there, so there's that. Um, uh, her, her, even the wig that she wears in the first scene in the trailer was just like, even the wig was like, please get me off of this movie. I don't want to be in this. <laughs> oh, um, my God. <laughs> I, I, like, I love Elizabeth Banks. I would have actually liked it if they had actually done a movie where she was one of the angels. That would have been more interesting to have a little bit more mileage on the angels because it felt like they basically cast like three models to be in it. And it just... I, I mean, I'll, oh, I'm a demolitionist expert or whatever. I'm like, oh, yeah. I mean, all right, Victoria's Secret model. Anyway, but um, <laughs> uh, I will say I did like the idea that uh, the team isn't complete when we're watching the trailer. So one of the girls is actually seems to be like one of the first clients of the team is going to turn into one of the angels. So we get to see through her eyes about the whole team and how it works and there's bosley who is elizabeth Banks, so it's a woman so that's cool from that difference differs from the original movie um and the, uh, the original series and uh the there's a couple of other random guys that seem to be helping out that didn't exist in any other of the other imaginings of of uh charlie's angels for some reason they will not let this go there was a tv show version of it not that long ago that crashed and burned um, didn't even have a whole first season on ABC, and it took place in Miami for some reason. I don't, uh, and uh, I think this one's set in London, so we'll see how that goes. And another weird change: they changed the logo of Charlie's Angels, which is very distinctive. And they came up with it, it, it's one thing to change something, but then change it and make something even stupider and uglier. It's some stupid. <laughs> it's some stupid like CT trailer or it was. It, I mean, uh, uh, logo. The logo is ugly. I just, I, I don't know. I just, I guess if I'm in a room and someone's watching it, <laughs> I, I won't avert my eyes. So I guess, I guess if that were happening, I wouldn't. I don't think I would be. I would spontaneously vomit upon seeing it. Wow. So, I guess I'll give it a like slowly kill. Oh, I'll <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll poison it over a long period of time by putting a little. Oh, I'll get you Starbucks again for the next week. You know, here you go. It's on me. And it's a little bit of poison each and every morning for it. Wow. So three okay. kills. <laughs> All right. Two kills and one natural cause. Oh, oh, anyway, again, my kill was a slow, gentle kill. <laughs> okay, you know what? I like to revise my review of Charlie's Angels. If someone's, going to, if someone's going to take me out to dinner to the Cheesecake Factory afterwards and let me order whatever I want, <laughs> plus 
two slices of cheesecake to take home, <laughs> then I will see Charlie's Angels in a movie theater. So. Trailer talk. Trailer talk. Wow. Okay. Next What's next? Talk. So our next trailer is The Good Liar. The Good Liar is a thriller directed by Bill Condon. It stars Helen Mirren and Ian McKellen. What what a great combo. It's a Warner Brothers release, and this one's coming out later this year, November 15, 2019. So, so right before your turkey. Kevin, what's the synopsis? All right. A career con artist can believe his luck when he meets a well-to-do widow online. As she opens her home and life to him, he is surprised to find himself caring about her, uh, turning what should be a cut and dry swindle into a most uh, treacherous tightrope walk of his life. So what did you guys think of The Good Liar? Sherry. Okay, so I did not get from the trailer that he was falling for her in any way, shape, or form. It seemed like it was all about the swindle. Um, I honestly have very little experience with Helen Mirren and similarly little experience with Ian McKellen, but I can acknowledge that they're both uh, a wonderful, um, you know, wonderful actors. Now, I have to admit that I was on the edge of my seat watching the trailer because it's like, it just feels, feels really gripping. And I love the music. The music makes me want to know what's happening. Um, it, I think it's going to be a fantastic fall film to watch just before, you know, cutting the jerky, whatever people do. Um, I am going to Netflix this, though, because, um, I don't know, there's nothing that made me want to get dressed. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, Tone, what about you? So... This trailer is a really bad commercial for like online dating. It opens with <laughs> two people. It truly is. It opens with two people having dinner, a dinner date. And it's interesting because at this point, I'm talking about seconds into the trailer, folks. Um, you make so many assumptions that just run through your head. All these two people, you know, they're 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 a little older, they're sitting down, they're probably having a nice day. So all the assumptions start bubbling in your head. And what happens next in the trailer is that it slowly but surely starts peeling away of every assumption that you've made in the first few seconds of the trailer. And then you find yourself somewhere you don't expect to be, which is in the beginning of a completely different movie than what you thought it was going to be, be in the beginning. And, and that, to me, this was, was really appealing. I, I thought that that was a, a really great move because I love when people take something and they put it on their head. And I didn't think that Ian McKellen could, could play. Um, he played a great Magneto. Like I, I've been a fan of Ian McKellen because of Magneto, a fan of Patrick Stewart, but um, on Picard, we've, we've been speaking about them both tonight. Um, so so big fan. Helen Mirren's a great actress, uh, Oscar, uh, Oscar winner. Um, Ian McKellen, Oscar nominee. So great one-two combo. They both um have a certain weight to, to their performances that they always bring. So, mm -hmm. and I thought the sound design in this one, again, another great use of sound design. It just really created uh, uh, like a thriller-like ambiance that we needed here. And and this is a very different trailer um, because I feel like also, uh, sometimes I look at a trailer and I ask myself, like I said before about the, the Charlie trailer, like who, who's the gaze for? Who's the audience? And I feel like this trailer has, this movie has the potential of being successful because it, it will pull in an older audience. And I think that also will pull in a younger audience because the, 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 the story itself that it, that is bringing forth. So I'm going to say, um, 
I don't know. It's it's really it's really in the middle. I don't want to break it tonight. We've been having some great success. We've all been agreeing on everything. But I'm going to say this is like a movie theater slash Netflix. It's it's really in the middle for me. Like it, I wasn't like wow, this is I got to go see this. But at the same point, I'm like I got I got to see this. So I'm kind of split between the Netflix and the movie theater. What about you, Kevin? Okay. Um, first of all, this is definitely a psychological thriller. I love psychological thrillers. I love Ian McKellen. Um, so he it's it's fun to see him in this kind of. At first. I in the trailer, I thought he's gonna be like a, a delightful rogue, but then the trailer takes a turn and it's like, no, just because he's older does not mean he's gonna be kind of a delightful scamp. <laughs> and I, 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 I learned one thing in this trailer is that do not take the subway with Kevin Spacey or Ian McKellen because it will not end well for you. Mm. Um, so it was anyway. I was on the edge of my seat. I can't wait to see this. I feel like this is going to be like this is going to be Oscar bait. Helen Mirren. Uh, it, there's one point where we see her like on the floor and she's like writhing in pain. I'm like, damn it! Some nomination, nomination, nomination. So, uh, anyway, can't wait. This is a movie theater for me. I love a grown up movie, especially in the fall. I'm gonna I'm gonna put on pants and a sweater and go to a movie theater to see this. It. Excited. And, okay, just, just, um, and just to bring home the fact that this is the same director. Um, I'm saying no, I'm saying the same director. I was like, this is Helen Mirren we're talking about, and she and she was just great in this guy. She's great in everything that she does. I really liked her in Red. So, um, just great performances. I'm sure are, are to be expected. I'm sorry, Sherry. Go ahead. Oh no. Okay, so I'm going to alter my decision what? just a smidge. Okay, if someone's taking me and paying for it. I will see this in the movie theater. <laughs> so, because I agree with everything you guys said, but it's like, I just didn't want to be the one to pay for it, but I would love to see it in a theater. So if one of you two is paying for it, I'm. it's a movie theater. We okay, are you know like agreeing. To, okay, you know what? I'd like to revise my review of Charlie's Angels. If someone's, going to, if someone's going to take me out to dinner to the Cheesecake Factory afterwards... <laughs> And let me order whatever I want, <laughs> plus two slices of cheesecake to take home. <laughs> then I will see Charlie's Angels in a movie theater. <laughs> so, all right, if we're gonna revise, this. <laughs> wow. Okay, all right. Trailer, trailer talk. talk. Trailer talk. We can't review every trailer, but we do want to trailer talk about the movies and TV shows you'd like us to talk about. So, if there's a trailer you'd like us to review, let us know. You can send us a voice message through the Anchor app. Just search for Last Weekly. You can tweet us at Last Weekly on Twitter, and we're at Last Weekly on Instagram, too. Or you can send us an email to lastweeklypodcast at gmail.com. And to hear more episodes of Last Weekly, just search for us on your favorite podcast app. Or go to lastweekly.com for all our links to where you can listen to us. And remember that our Last Weekly theme song is a song Lush by the artist Dyla. Kevin. And now you can hear us on WJMS Radio twice a week. Sundays at 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 1.30 Pacific, and on Fridays, 10.30 p.m. Eastern, 7.30 Pacific. Just go to WJMSRadio.com. So uh, check us out there. 
We would love for you to listen there. Anyway, I want to thank you so much for listening. You mean the world to us. We really appreciate your support, your follows, your likes, and your positive reviews. We love it all. So, um, (laughs) we want you to keep listening, especially to our next episode, because the week doesn't end. Say it with me, co-host. Until we say so. Oh, my God.